Happy Wednesday and welcome back for another exciting episode of the Rocketeer Minute where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we go over one minute of the greatest adventure movie that Walt Disney's ever made, the 1991 Joe Johnston-directed feature, The Rocketeer. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm Hal Bryan, an airplane nerd from the Experimental Aircraft Association here in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. And Jim, if I listen closely, I think I hear it. There it is. You're listening to a special Billy Campbell episode on the Rocketeer Minute. Ladies and gentlemen, Billy Campbell. Oh, it's just, it's just endlessly mortifying that that introduction. Uh, life is always better with a fanfare. And now, <laughs> Billy Campbell. We, just... we keep threatening we can make it bigger. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we we, we don't accept feedback very, very well or clearly. We're not no, very bright around no. here. No, you that, don't. That baseball <laughs> career never panned out. So this is you know you got to have somebody introduce you, but that, that works out great. Uh, well, yes, yeah, Billy. Thanks so much for being on again with the show. And we are we are in the exciting part. This is the birth of the Rocketeer here, where uh, <laughs> it looks like it's a breach birth because right. it's coming through the back the back <laughs> of the plane. That's um, right. But uh, poor poor Malcolm has a has a helmet between his legs, and there's a guy asking him if he's okay. Now th- th- that initial second, that initial second, is that you or is that someone else? Uh, in, with my head up uh, by yeah. the stick, that's me. That is you. Okay. Um, yeah. Interesting. And uh, but of course, any of the real stunt work up in the sky is the are the stunt puppies. Um, and this is one of the great things about this film. You know, there's actually real stunt work going on in the sky. There's a real stunt man on the wing of a real stunt plane sliding off and falling. Uh, it's it, it's pretty remarkable. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It uh, I, I just you know, and, and trying like you try to wrap your head around it now. You know, it's twenty twenty five plus years later, and and thinking all oh, this would be done blue screen, and no, nobody would nobody would be even thinking about oh, isn't that amazing? But you're seeing a guy with you know that, that's dressed up like the Rocketeer with a parachute underneath all that that he has to clear out of the way to make sure that he will survive landing, and it's not that high up. Right. And he's actually wearing, uh, that stuntman who slides off the edge there is actually wearing two parachutes. So he's even got a backup uh, backup chute. And it's an amazing combination of setups for this. If you look at, uh, oh, about second, uh, oh, second 16, when, when the uh, Rocketeer is sliding off the, the end of the wing, you can actually see there's a track that he's been riding. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, and it is, you know, arms are sort of tucked in because there's so many rigging wires on the standard so so this is him really sliding off this airplane but elsewhere in this minute uh when he goes off the back of the airplane not to get ahead of ourselves but when he goes off the back of the airplane that's the uh that's a mock-up of the standards tail section that's uh, attached to the bell helicopter and then billy i was curious if you were around for any of this because there's when there's close-ups of uh oh, what so around second six and seven stuff like that these close-up shots there's a mock-up of this of uh, miss mabel the standard j1 on gimbals uh on the uh, sort of at the edge of a cliff basically to give it that uh mm. to give it that look so i would you have been there for for any of those shots for these close-ups i mean you've got the helmet on so yeah i think i was there i was definitely there for some of the close-ups on the wing 
Um, and for the ones uh, with the stunt guy actually sliding off the wing, I was I was right there, thousands and thousands of feet <laughs> below. Um, Safe and sound. Yes, that's just amazing because that uh, that that gimbal stuff with uh, the mountains in the background again that we were just talking about mm. the close-ups where it's you, um, it's it's completely convincing to me. Yeah, yeah, and, and they they really were you know they were considering to do all of the stuff of me and the GB and all that uh, the same way, um, but they thought uh, let's go flying, and of course it right. paid off. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, big time, yeah. It, it's interesting to see, if, if you watch carefully, there, there is a difference in the helmets. The, uh, the helmet that, you know, that, that Billy's wearing in it is, has, you know, it's a, it's a standard hero helmet. But on the, uh, the fellow that's flying, falling off the side, the eye shape is a little bit different. And if you look carefully, there's a, uh, it, it looks like kind of a flip-up welder's mask on the front. And that would come loose that he could flip the whole thing up off of him so that it wasn't blocking his view when he was actually in the parachute part of this trip, mm. but still, it's only, you know it's it's briefly you actually have to watch the movie like we're watching the movie a frame at a time. <laughs> yes. That's right. Picking fleas, as uh, as yeah. Billy has said. <laughs> yeah, and uh, just imagine trying to get get all that out of the way. And uh, you have an estimate on the on the altitude there. How 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 high up would you say that is? You know, it's it's tough to say with the the terrain back there and everything else, and and again trying to differentiate between you know what's the sort of the gimbal shots uh, against the cliff versus uh, versus the real thing. But when we see him, we see him fall off and is heading toward the ground. That that's you know I'm going to call that uh, above the ground there, probably 2,500 feet, something like that. So not all that high, maybe maybe 3,000 feet. You know, it's again sort of tough to judge without. Uh, that much to uh, sort of to measure against. And of course, with so much tall terrain around, you know, this is going to be much, much higher than that above sea level. But uh, yeah, I'm, I assume that as uh, you know, I am, I am not an experienced pilot, but you are, I, I'm assuming that you can eyeball altitude pretty much, you know, you, you know how big a tree is and things like that. And you can figure out how, how many thousands you are. For the, you can usually guess pretty well. Although the the funny thing for me, one of the, the more challenging parts for me about learning to fly, and I still don't consider myself great at it, is uh, is uh, actually looking down at the ground and then judging distance. Like a lot of times, flying into some airport, they uh, you know they want you to call. Well, call us. Uh, you, you call them up when you're ten miles away, and then they say call us again when you're two miles away. When you're sort of you're close enough that we care more about you. And uh, you know I always get this this sort of feeling of looking down and I'm measuring because I'm convinced that somebody in the control tower has the radar up or a map and they've got a ruler. And I said, we said two miles, this is 2.1, you know, <laughs> hand in your license, buddy. I don't know I don't know why I get sort of hung up on it. Yeah. So altitude's uh, generally easier, but uh, anyway. Yeah. I, I've, I have a friend of mine who had a problem with altitude as a, she, she was into a parachuting and she would be doing all this, you know, free falling skydiving and stuff. She had a really bad problem with the last, uh, one or 200 feet about how far away she was and she'd always dump the parachute but one time she thought she was coming up on the ground and she was actually about 100 feet in the air mm. and she had mistaken the trees for bushes so, oh geez yeah it they, happens i i do um i think as i i might have told you i do some hang gliding yeah and it's the same um it's the same sort of thing thinking that you're um you know, closer to the ground than you are, and and then you go and do something silly like bleed off your speed and then dive nose first <laughs> right. into the into the you know into the sticks, um, and it it's really a thing that they stress to you. 
you know, as you're making a landing, um, of course, when you're very first making landings, you've got the trainer wheels on the on the on the crossbar, um, so that you can you can land just on your stomach, and uh, in fact, you should land on your stomach the first several times. But they're like, you know, constantly reminding you keep the airspeed up because you're not as close to the ground as you think you are, and uh, keep your airspeed up right till the end. Don't even worry about flaring to set down. Just uh, don't let the uh, airspeed go away. You know, it, yeah. it's funny you mention that. When I was uh, uh, getting checked out in the, the De Havilland Tiger Moth, an open cockpit biplane, sort of similar to the standard, mm. like Miss Mabel here, but a bit smaller. Um, the first several times I flew, I was I was always setting up for these beautiful, perfect three-point landings about eight feet in the air. And so you set up, you know, <laughs> you flare, you're rounding out, just as I say, the airspeed's bleeding off, just the same as you're talking about. And then, bam, the ground rises up to smite you. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> the guy, my buddy Glenn, who was giving me the checkout at the time, um, and there's somewhere's a great picture of him in the cockpit of a big yellow biplane like this with a guy in a rocketeer costume uh, right on the wing. They're, they're on the ground, but it's a great shot. But <laughs> He was uh, he was always telling me keep your nose down keep your nose down keep your nose down and then yeah. and then once this was out in uh, Brampton Ontario uh, so you, you maybe you know that area Billy but yeah. uh, uh, coming in we're landing and I said I am I am going to keep this nose down no matter what I don't care what happens and then sure enough I just drove this poor airplane you know straight <laughs> to the runway and then we bounced up thirty feet then we came back down and then we bounced up about thirty five feet. <laughs> And it was uh, it was quite a circus. But after that, every landing, I thought, okay, well, I know where the ground is now. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, there's a scene about 38 seconds in where uh, where the rocketeer goes off the tail. Right. And I was that, that's the that's the Waco that we're talking about. There is that. No, that's actually that's on the uh, that's mounted off a helicopter. Surprisingly. Oh, okay. Which well, I. That- so wow. and I think it, it's got to be suspended underneath somehow. I don't know how else we'd be seeing. You know, seeing it sort of unobstructed, but that's a that's a mock-up of uh, of the standard. And you know, you see the there's the the lead-up shot. There's just uh, that's got to be the mock-up on the gimbal, just sliding yeah. back. But then the actual the actual fall there uh, was apparently, and I dug this out of uh, Cinefix magazine from the era, but that was apparently a half fuselage stuck on suspended, mounted off of uh, the Bell two hundred six that Craig Hosking would be flying. Wow, I'm just amazed at the. Uh the direction of the you know the mineral oil smoke going off the back there that it wouldn't be blown all asunder from the, from I the know. motor blades. Yeah, there's, there's got to be some pretty powerful, uh, you know, something pretty powerfully driving it straight back because that just it it shouldn't be possible. But uh, that's that's just not something you'd want to try to do on on the real on the real standard. Yeah, and then we we get the. Uh, you know the the beautiful scene where the, you have the live action the the fellow falling you know with the parachute, mm-hmm. and then it goes into the ILM cloud and comes out the other side the maquette with uh, with all that that slow stop motion thing. Did right. uh, Billy when you were at when you were doing this movie did you get any, any interaction with ILM while they were uh, while they were building these things? Yeah, we let's see we went up to ILM. Uh, we had a day there. I think we did the the single green screen of the film, or the single one I was involved in, and Jennifer, um, was um, us hanging off of the ladder of the Hughes, um, oh, what the do you call that? Yeah, oh, the, the, uh, the auto yeah. Yeah. yeah, and uh, with, the, uh, with the Zeppelin in flames beneath us. Uh, that was up at ILM. As I recall, if I recall correctly, 
they were, no, they would not have been building the scale model of the Zeppelin, would they? That was in... That was, that was that in was, Santa Maria, was, I think that was... And I think that was Disney that was doing uh, the 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 actual full size one. No, I mean the no no no. I'm I'm talking about oh, the scale oh, the, model of the entire yeah. uh, uh, Zeppelin, not the um, not the uh, section. The yeah yeah the, yeah. The, actually, that that was another another group within ILM. Uh, we are going to have one of the women who worked on that particular model in a later minute. Okay, can, so that was, so maybe we that saw show. that up in in San Francisco as well um, okay. at ILM. I have a clear memory of, of seeing the model. I just uh, it wasn't so clear on, on which state I was in. Um, <laughs> that, that must have been a pretty big uh, green screen that you were working on for the, uh, I mean, I, we're getting a little bit ahead in the movie, but the, the Zeppelin the Zeppelin ladder, I would think, have a lot of green it, There was a, there was a big, big green sort of mattress underneath us, and then they hung us off a ladder and sort of uh, uh, pushed us out in the center of the, the green. Uh, as I recall, um, yeah, wow. and uh, and I, I, it was pretty painful. <laughs> <laughs> we we had these, uh, you know, of course, these uh, sort of harnesses that we were wearing. Uh, I think um, because yeah, the Peter Pan yeah, rig, Peter Pan rig, or yeah. what have you, and mine was just too small um, in ah. various extremely uncomfortable places. Um. <laughs> so I guess the the fellow flying up here in the background is uh that's it, landing there is just another it's an ILM tech that's uh that's doing that landing next to Malcolm in uh, uh second forty six and so yeah because that's pretty clearly you know obviously composited in even though and I, I I think that shot is of that mock up on the gimbal with yeah. Eddie Jones there in the in the front it's interesting that they show him flying from the front uh, the front cockpit. Um, which it makes a certain amount of sense that even even for the longer shots, this, it would be presumably be either a safety pilot or a stunt performer in the clown makeup. So I don't know that Eddie was Eddie Jones uh, no, no. would have would have gone up or anything. No. But uh, but because this is an airplane, you would fly. You, you you probably couldn't. Well, you maybe could fly from the front cockpit solo, but for weight and balance standpoint mm-hmm. and visibility and everything, is to be flying from the rear cockpit. So. Anytime we see the airplane actually flying and only see one person up front, then it's probably Chuck Wentworth who's just crouched down, hiding in the in the rear cockpit, <laughs> trying to stay out of frame. And the way which to the is, ground, yeah, which yeah. is a fun way to a fun way to try to fly an airplane. <laughs> yeah. But IFR. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, one of the things that that I'd wondered about was the uh, it, we we had talked about this in a previous minute and getting dressed as the Rocketeer. Um, Billy, when you had to put all that stuff on, we were looking at all the gear. You had to put on, like, first you had a, a zip-up jacket. Mm. Then over that, there was, like, the lederhosen thing that was holding on to the, yeah. the rocket <laughs> harness. And then you had the, the big bib to button up, too. Yeah, so. it's, it's always a cheat. It, 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 if you notice, there's never any moment when uh, I'm wearing the whole getup that you see me put the whole getup on. Yeah. It's impossible. It would have taken, you know, a, a good eight and a half minutes to get the whole rig on yeah and that's just going at buttoning everything going at top and, speed um, <laughs> well we were talking even just recently even just the fact that the the straps for the rocket harness go through the epaulets mm-hmm. and whether those were snaps if those were buttons that's going to take you forever yeah. you're not exactly oh, yeah. clark kent running into a phone booth no, at no, this point no, no, no. to uh, to change quickly no. um wow. you know sort of uh, apropos of, of, of very little as we skip around this at uh, about second 19, you've got the, uh, the whole crowd just jumping to their feet 
to look up and and see this spectacle of uh, the rocketeer flying around and it it always makes me laugh because there's a woman right in the foreground who I like to pretend is Meryl Streep who <laughs> probably was not actually in this movie no, I don't think but she she doesn't get up <laughs> she's looking up but yeah you know you've seen one flying man you've seen them all I guess it's not really worth standing up well, for I don't think I'll stand for that <laughs> exactly you know call me when you've got something interesting yes. I would love to know what the what the shooting ratio was for this because I would imagine there must have been just a multitude of shots where it didn't quite come out right and they had to have uh, you know somebody else go fall fall off the plane again and yeah that would be that would be interesting to know this must have been the the thickest part of it although I would assume that Dave Stevens had provided a lot of storyboard on this just from a frame by frame basis it all it all looks like a like you're just following you know they had to shoot this scene shoot this scene shoot this scene. So it probably limited what needed to be done, but still, just it's mind-boggling to think about the non-CGI version of this. Yeah, I I think I saw um, sort of the storyboard Bible once, uh-huh. and it was pretty impressive. Uh-huh. It was pretty impressive. I really, really wanted to take it home and just to read it like a graphic <laughs> novel. And then you you snuck it off at the end of the picture, and <laughs> you'd like for us to see it. Oh, I wish. Waiting oh, well, I for wish. the somewhere uh, waiting well, maybe, for the magic reveal here. Maybe maybe Disney will get the oh, idea someday, gosh. and they'll say, you know, gee, maybe we could have the uh, the thirtieth anniversary, and it's not it's not that far away. They could they could put out a thirtieth yeah. anniversary edition. Yeah, we'll see. Um, in four K. I think they'd it, rather if, forget about this movie entirely. Well, you know, if if it's as hard for me to believe that that we can at least see the 30th anniversary from here, Billy. That's got to feel strange for you. That's, it can't possibly feel like, as well, it's been what, 26 years mm. at this point, so it, it can't possibly feel that long, does it? You know, no, it doesn't really feel that long. I have such uh, uh, distinct uh, memories of it. Um, or at any rate, they, they feel distinct. Uh, and, you know, I still have friends from then, and... and um, yeah, it's it's uh, difficult sometimes for me to think of uh, to think that uh, it was that long ago. It really is. Although I can imagine climbing into <laughs> climbing on, climbing onto the uh, a, a bucking uh, uh, standard J one <laughs> and trying to trying to hang on while they're while they're shooting you for just a couple more takes on the uh, <laughs> on the pivoting mechanism. That probably you probably fear your years on that one. <laughs> and knowing that you know there, there's there's a cliff below you, so there's. Yeah. I would have, I think I would have, uh, I, there wasn't much I wasn't game to do uh, in in those days. And uh, and they they ended up um, letting me do a good deal of my own stunt work. Um, I think it was because um, uh, we had an evening on the big, uh, we should save it really for the big uh, Zeppelin explosion, but uh, uh, I oh. guess I can tell it. I can tell it again. We can um, tease it, yeah. I can tease it. Uh, there yeah. was an evening when they almost lost their lead actor. Um, uh, we, we were on top of the big, big uh, Zeppelin section that they had created out in, I think it was Valencia, uh, not far from the Orange Groves, if I recall. And uh, uh, we had the moment in the movie when Lothar swings a big wrench and hits me in the head. There's that beautiful sort of uh, metallic clank. Yes. And uh, I go rolling off the Zeppelin and, and, and then I come rocketing back up the other side. And uh, when we rehearsed it, um, you know, I, 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 I sort of slow motion rehearsed the roll. He hits me, I roll. And now this is 
an enormous section of Zeppelin. It actually goes over the edge and goes straight down to the ground on both sides. And there's no, you know, safety railing or anything like that. They're like, yeah, don't get too near the, you know, the the point of no return or you're going to not return. And um, <laughs> so we, we rehearsed the thing. And uh, as I say, I just sort of slow motion. Okay, and here I roll over and that's that. We go to shoot it. And he hits me, and I do the roll top speed. And when I come up from the roll, I'm on my haunches and my my butt and my and I am sliding right over the side <laughs> of the zeppelin. And there's the ground, you know, whatever, how many forty feet below me or whatever. Uh. And I'm going faster and faster. And I just, I guess I had my wits about me. I sort of stood up, and I started pussyfooting diagonally as I was going downward and there was a um, there was a, um, a stunt mat uh, down there it was not in my line of uh, travel but uh, as I say I sort of sidestepped as I was going down took off my helmet did a turned around before I hit the mat did a perfect uh, back uh, fall into the mat and as I was getting up from the mat Jim Arnett came running around the side. He was the, you know, stunt coordinator, his eyes big as dinner plates. And of course I was just like, you know, the adrenaline was just coursing through my veins. And I said, bitch, I scared the poop out of you. Didn't I, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> and he started laughing. And I mean, uh, I thought, I mean, they just must've thought that's it. Movie's over. Cause, uh, had I not hit the, you know, the stunt mat, I would have, I, you know, could very well have broken both legs or, or uh, oh, yeah. you know. You, you would have been well on your way to one of those in memoriam things on the Oscars. Yeah, year. yeah. <laughs> so uh, after that moment, uh, I guess uh, Jim thought that, uh, you know, well, he's cool under pressure. So uh, he started letting me do a good deal more of my own, my own stunt work, which was fun. Wow. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, well, we will we will revisit that in a in a future minute. Um, but this is a this has been a fun minute. I I, I love I, I love the scene that the whole thing going on with uh, you know it's it's really establishing you as a. Would you? Here's another question I had that I keep forgetting to ask. Would you consider the Rocketeer a superhero? No. He's uh, no, just absolutely a hero. not. Absolutely not. Yeah. He's just a guy who finds a rocket. Um, you know, I mean, there's a there's of course fuzzy territory. Not with the Rocketeer. I, I think he's definitively not a superhero. But uh, you know, you, I mean, would you call Iron Man a superhero? That's um, that's what I'm wondering because I yeah, keep thinking right. maybe maybe Iron Man is a superhero. I don't know. I'm I'm I don't not know. sure he's what the parameters that, are. He's plugged that thing into his chest or whatever that is. Yeah. And, right. Uh, so he's oh. sort of. I think I think of Iron Man as a superhero, but uh, um, but the Rocketeer is not a superhero. That universe is not one in which people have special special powers. Um, it's interesting because you could say the same thing about Batman, of course. And in fact, the uh, one of the trailers for the next uh, it must be the Justice League mm-hmm. movie. Um, there's a uh, there's a line where somebody's asking him now, what's your superpower again? He's asking Bruce Wayne this, and his response is, "I'm rich." Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's uh, that's his only real power. But I, but uh, the difference there is he does exist in a world yeah. where, where yeah, there are other yeah. powers. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, 
I don't. I, I guess he is a crime fighting hero, right? And it, you know, it, it's it's difficult to picture all the powers that a rocketeer has, other than getting someplace fast. He can get someplace fast, and he can defeat right. he can defeat henchmen with his head. So <laughs> yes, I, true. He's uh, and he, let's see. What is your super superpower, uh, Cliff? Um, I'm. I'm naive. I'm, <laughs> I'm tenacious. A little bit of yes, a little bit obtuse when it comes to the fair sex, perhaps. Yeah. I'm Jenny Blake's boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And I'm an yeah. idiot for strapping an engine to my back and <laughs> thinking that I can uh, make some good of it. And thank goodness you've got you've got uh, PV there right by your side. That's he's your sure. he's, he's your, your Q branch. <laughs> your Alfred. Your That's Q. Right. <laughs> oh. Wow. Well, uh, we'll we'll leave uh, Cliff and Malcolm headed for a certain near certain doom, as they're heading toward the uh, the Pioneer fuel truck, about forty feet in the air. Uh, as as we usually say, Billy Campbell will return in the near future. I shall. To, uh, I shall. Talk, I shall return. We'll be talking some more about uh, all the, <laughs> the the marvelous misadventures of the Rocketeer, and uh, we'll see how he gets out of this little uh, pickle. Actually, this would be you know if this were back like the uh, King of the Rocket Menace thing, this would be the serial uh, act break. <laughs> <laughs> Don't miss another yes. exciting episode. That's so right. uh, we'll That's have to right. see. We'll have to see go, what happens tomorrow. Go to the uh, double feature next Saturday if you want to find out what happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, tomorrow on, on, in the real back here in the real world, or is it uh, tomorrow? We're going to talk with someone else who was at uh, uh, Santa Maria Airport and is in, is also in the movie, just like Billy. Well, not just like Billy, but he's he's in there somewhere. Um, but we'll we'll talk with him uh, uh, tomorrow as a and I believe he's a Santa Maria native. So we'll, oh, fun. Uh, we'll check I look with forward him. to hearing that. Very exciting. Well, uh, join us here. Also, if you'd like to leave some more messages to us, uh, we can read them quite easily at uh, Twitter. If you go to uh, Rocketeer Minute on Twitter, you can also go to Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Rocketeer Minute, or go to our main big site, RocketeerMinute.com. There's cool swag from uh, from Amazon. You can pick up a Blu-ray version of, uh, of the Rocketeer. It doesn't have anything else on it but the Blu-ray of the Rocketeer and a trailer to the Rocketeer. Unfortunately, not a lot of... It's, I just find that a crime. I think that's it's, a crime. Oh, it's a sin. It, they, they should at least have the uh, the storyboards, as we were just discussing. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> if, if, uh, if, but maybe maybe they'll get the hint for the 4K version, so we'll see. But and you uh, can find me on Twitter at... Uh, at at W.O. Campbell. There we go. And, I didn't even know that. But, uh, yeah. You, yeah go, go to, go, <laughs> We've got your back. Thank find, you. Find Billy, W.O. Campbell. Easy to remember, William Oliver Campbell. Okay, it's right out there. And actually, if you go to Rocketeer Minute, just look at all of our friends. And he's, I think, probably right at the top. He's one of our first friends. So uh, so check that out. You can find him quite easily. And he has lots of interesting things to say, especially when it concerns being on the Rocketeer. So <laughs> Another thing you might want to check out is Billy's exciting new murder mystery series on Hulu, Cardinal, uh, available if you're in the U.S., and also on BBC4, Channel 4, in the U.K. It's a great series. You can binge watch it right now, all six parts. So check that out. But oh, please, also, if you haven't subscribed already, go to uh, Google Play or iTunes, uh, search for Rocketeer Minute, uh, type, you know, click subscribe, and boom, every morning you get this. You get to hear all these exciting things, different adventures going on. Uh, and please leave us a good review. Uh, Mr. Campbell has left us a wonderful review, by the way. Thank you very much. Aww. And um, it's that uh, was amazing. Very nice of you. So uh, please check it out. You know, if it's good enough for Billy Campbell, you should be able to leave a nice <laughs> uh, memo exactly. too for him. Thank you. He has his own fanfare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Much to my much to my embarrassment. <laughs> uh, but we'll be hearing that again. 
shortly. But thank you again for being being part here on the uh, on the Rocketeer Minute, and we will see you all again tomorrow. So be here, and until then, over and out. Over and out, boys. It's been a guess. Get him, kid.